Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Now, who loves the cross? How beautiful is this cross? So, Paul... And Dave, there's Dave. Stand up, Dave, because people know Paul, but they don't know you. Paul and Dave (laughs) made this. Made this cross. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Every time I look at it, I want to just remember what Jesus did. The life and resurrection. The death and resurrection of Jesus. You know, I love Resurrection Sunday. I... In in our church, we celebrate what Jesus did for us, his resurrection, what it means. We celebrate that every day. We don't wait until Resurrection Sunday, but but especially on Resurrection Sunday. Whoa! How good is it? How good is it? Yeah! On Friday, I spoke about six hours that changed the world. And they did, it's true. Those six hours absolutely changed the world, but it's not only the death of Jesus that changed the world, it's his resurrection as well. Amen. The truth that he defeated sin and death and shame and guilt and sickness and disease is what we celebrate. Not only did he die, he rose again. And look... On this side of Resurrection Sunday, it's easy for us to read the Gospels, and what a privilege it is that we have that. Not everyone has that. We have the Gospels. We have the story. It's easier for us to read what was recorded during and leading up to Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday, and we can relate. But I feel immense empathy for Jesus' followers, for the ones who were there, for the ones who, who were with him at that time, they didn't have the luxury of reading ahead and knowing what was coming next, yeah. did they? No, they didn't. Just like we don't know what's on the other side of our tomorrow, what's on the other side of today. We don't know that. But what we do know is who holds that. Jesus. God holds us. And I think about Mary. I love Mary. I think about Mary. She was a faithful and such a generous follower of Jesus. She's the one that poured out that that beautiful perfume. and, And her heart would have been broken as she watched on Friday. And she saw what Jesus went through. I want to pick up her story on the morning of Resurrection Sunday. It was early in the morning and I'm sure she rose. Absolutely. And she, she took her spices and her creams and she left her house and she walked up the track, up to the hill, up to the place where she expected Jesus to be laid. And as she approaches, she probably thinks about the task that she's going to face. And she probably wonders, how on earth am I going to cope with what I see, with the one that I love? His body broken. And she has no idea. She doesn't know yet. She doesn't comprehend yet what we know 
And that is that he only went into the tomb so that he could prove that he can come out. The only one that can and did. She has no idea what she's going to find. And as she rounds the final bend up to the place where Jesus lays, she stops. The rock in front of the grave has been pushed back. The Bible says it like this. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came early to the tomb while it was still dark and she saw the stone already taken away from the tomb. So she ran and came to Simon Peter and the other disciple whom Jesus loved and she said to them, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb. We don't know where they've laid him. She's distraught. Can you imagine the body of a loved one going missing? She's overwhelmed, she's afraid, she's angry. She runs, she runs to Peter and she runs to John and she runs to them and she wakes them up and they rush to the tomb because they have to see for themselves, oh my goodness, where has he gone? Where have they taken Jesus? And when they get there, the Bible says that Peter, who loves Peter? I love Peter too. I love his heart for Jesus. The Bible says he rushes in. Who's surprised by that? None of us. He rushes in to the tomb and he sees it empty and he doesn't get it. He walks out. But you know what? It says John gets it. Verse 8. So the other disciple who had first come to the tomb then also entered and he saw and he believed. He saw that Jesus wasn't there, and he believed. Have you ever experienced a moment in the middle of a dark period where the light comes on and you finally understand? This is what happened to John. He had an aha moment. He walked into a tomb. Jesus wasn't there, and he went, aha, now I get it. I get what he was saying. Everything lights up and he understands. I've had numbers of those moments in my life, in my journey with God, in my darkest moments. I remember one time where I was in a very dark space in my head and in my circumstances, in what was going on around me, and I felt hemmed in. I don't know if you've ever felt like that today, but I felt hemmed in. I felt like... I couldn't go forward, I couldn't go backward. I was just totally stuck. And then it changed, and I was not happy with that situation. I was not happy, I was not having a happy day about that. And God may have, I may have told him too. And when it shifted, do you know what he said to me? He said, that containment around you was not there to harm you, because that's what I'd thought. He said it was there to protect you. Maybe you're still in the dark. Peter is, but we're going to see really soon. There's a time coming when he, the light comes on in his world. But if you're still in the dark today, don't stop. Don't give up. Don't turn around and walk away. God sees you. And he knows what you need when you need it. And I believe that even now, right now, the presence of God is coming around some of you. He's just coming alongside you. He just wants to encourage you that he is there. He is there for you. He's never left you. He's there for you. 
So Mary, she's also still in the dark. And she's still afraid and she's still upset and she just sits at the front of the tomb and starts to cry. But then something must, say, must tell her she's not alone because the Bible says she leans down, sticks her head into the entrance of the tomb and waits for her eyes to adjust to the dark. It says it in John 20, but Mary was standing outside the tomb weeping and so as she wept, she stooped and looked into the tomb. Now I want to tell you here is um, proof that women can cry and do other things. I can cry and do any, anything. I can cry and run. I can cry and work out. I can cry and eat. I can cry and sleep. Like, I can cry and do anything. So this is an example here that this is what women do. She was crying. She looked down. That was just a little bit of light humour for some of you. She looked down and she saw two angels in white sitting one at the head and one at the feet where the body of Jesus had been lying. And they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? She said to him, because they've taken away my Lord and I don't know where they've laid him. Why are you crying? You know, that is not a normal question to ask a person in a cemetery. Is it? What are you doing in a cemetery? You're normally crying. Anyway. She's crying because she's still in the dark, but not for long. Verse 13 says, because they have taken away my Lord and I don't know where they've laid him, because this crazy mess doesn't make sense to me. I thought it was going to turn out differently. I thought it was going to be a different ending to this story. I don't understand why this is happening. And now, to add insult to injury... They've taken his body as well. Have you ever experienced that? It's as bad as you think it can get. And then on top of that, it gets even worse. <laughs> Come on, be real today. Some of you have experienced that. You don't think it can get any worse, and then it does. This is where Mary is right now. She turned, the Bible says, and saw a man standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. She thought he was the gardener. Verse 15, Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if, you, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've laid him and I will take him away. She, didn't, she did not recognize Jesus because sometimes in the darkness, in the pain... When we're experiencing pain, when, when, when we're in a dark spot, when the things that we are expecting don't happen, we can be blinded to who is right before us, who is right with us. Jesus, alive. Jesus, alive. And wanting to invade our world and our situation. God, wanting to reassure, reassure us that he is active and present and we have no need to fear. That is the message for you today. Even if you cannot see him, he is there. Even if you cannot feel him, he is there. He is closer than you know. Closer than you know. Closer than your breath. We forget at times that God is at his best when life is at its worst. 
Yes, he is. Just when all hope is lost, he shows up and he does what he did to Mary. He whispers our name. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and she said to him in Hebrew, Rabbanai, And in that moment, she realised something that we need to realise in our tough situations. Death could not hold him. And if death could not hold him, nothing else can. If God gave us Jesus, the Bible says he will give us all things. We can rejoice. We can rejoice in that. God is the God of the impossible. God is the God who sees everything that is happening. God is the God that does not leave us to fend on our own. God is the God who shows up in the darkness and he turns on the light. Are you in a tight place this morning? Don't give up. Don't sit down. Don't stop. Don't quit. He's watching. And he's calling your name. Just like he called Mary's name. I said we were going to talk about Peter. And here we go. Let's talk about Peter. Peter, what a guy. The man who jumped out of the boat. I'm coming, Jesus. Started walking. Fell flat on his face. The man who said, Jesus, it doesn't matter who else denies you. I will never deny you. Not me. Peter. Peter ran to the tomb with John. John believed, but Peter was still in the dark. And when Jesus had risen from the dead, and the ladies were at the tomb, in the Gospel of Mark, there's a, um, it talks about the ladies being at the tomb, and an angel gave them a special message. A special message to give to the disciples. I wonder if you've ever read it. If you've ever noticed what the angel said. If you've ever noticed the significance of this message for Peter. It's Mark 16, and he said to them, this is the angel, do not be amazed. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who has been crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold, here is the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter. Tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Did you see it? Did you notice the significance? Did you get it? But go tell his disciples and Peter. They might as well have said, go and tell his disciples, especially tell Peter. Can you hear the healing in that line? Can you hear the acceptance? Can you hear the love? Can you hear the grace of God in that line? Peter was already one of the disciples. Why single him out? It's as if all of heaven saw him fall and all of heaven wanted to help him to get back up again. Be sure to tell Peter he's not left out. The failure... The denial, it isn't final. You denied me, Peter, I will never deny you. In fact, I'm calling you. There's not too many second chances exist in this world today. Just ask the kid who doesn't make it into the team. 
just ask the, the wife who gets traded in for a pretty younger version. Just ask the college graduate who, who doesn't make it into the university because the score's not high enough. Just ask the unemployed person who is still and still and still looking for a job. You know what? There may not be too many second chances in the world today, but not with Jesus. Just ask Peter. One minute he felt low and ashamed, like everything was lost. And the next moment, he's as high as a kite, (laughs) bathing in the beautiful grace of God and the acceptance and the love of God. Even the angels wanted him to know, you're not out, Peter. He still loves you. He still accepts you. It's not every day you get a second chance. And Peter must have known that because the next time he saw Jesus, he, he couldn't wait to get to shore. He jumps out of the boat and swims to Jesus because he just, he just needs to be there with him, with the one who accepted and loved him no matter what. In Jesus, Peter, and all of us get a second chance. Not just once, but every day. Every day. Do you need a second chance this morning? Are you carrying around the weight of regret, the bitterness of failure? Are you, is there shame and guilt of something, for something, that you wish you never did? I want you to take heart this morning if that is you. Your failure is not final. Peter's failure wasn't final and either is yours. You know, today we've looked at some people who walked with Jesus and they were impacted by his death and his resurrection. We've looked at John, we've looked at Mary, we've looked at Peter. You know, in Mary and Peter's case, did you notice that God called them by name? Mary, Jesus said. Go and tell the disciples and Peter. The gospel is good news. And it shows God's love for humankind, for everyone, every single person is invited to this party. There's not just a few, Everyone's invited. He is the God for everyone, but he is the God of the individual. He isn't a one-size-fits-all God. He isn't a lump them all together, they're all the same. No, 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 not at all. That is not God. The cross proves this. The cross proves that Jesus, that God will give up his only son before he would give up on you. He gave his only son. He will never give up on you. God called Mary and Peter by name. He's calling you by name today. He knows your name. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.
We hope to see you in church again this weekend.